Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 16. My name is Ned Jabbar, and welcome back to episode 16 of The Informed Catholic of 2021. So I'm going to do the Thursday readings for the, uh, um, the scripture readings for Thursday of Ordinary Time, the first week of Ordinary Time. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. <clears throat> Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Christe Elision, Christe Elision, Christe Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Okay, so first reading is from, again, the book of Hebrews. We're going to the book of Hebrews. It's going to be from chapter 3, uh, starting from verse 7 to verse 14. We're reading from the letter of the Hebrews. The Holy, Sp the Holy Spirit says, Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at the rebellion in the days of testing in the desert where you where your ancestors tested and tried me and saw my works for 40 years because of this i was provoked with that generation and i said they have always been of erring heart and they do not know my ways as i swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest take care brothers that none of you may have an evil and unfaithful heart so as to forsake the living God. Encourage yourselves daily while it's still today so that none of you may grow hardened by deceit of sin. We have become partners of Christ if only we hold the beginning of the, of the, real, uh, of the reality firm until the end. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. I'll read it one more time. Reading from the letter of the Hebrews, the Holy Spirit says, Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at the rebellion, in the day of testing in the desert, where your ancestors tested and tried me and saw my works for 40 years. Because of this, I was provoked with that generation. And I said, they have always been of erring heart. 
and they do not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take care, brothers and sisters, that none of you may have an evil, unfaithful heart, so as to forsake the living God. Encourage yourselves daily while it's still today, so that none of you may grow hardened by the deceit of sin. We have become partners of Christ, if only we'd hold the hold the beginning of the reality firm until the end. So, this part here, um, the Holy Spirit is saying to us um, that on the day you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at the rebellion in the day of testing in the desert. Usually the word is Meribah and Massa. This, what happened was when they provoke God during the time when they left after the exodus and because they they complained and grumbled and mumbled because they kept on saying you brought us out here to die you brought us out here to die there's no food back in Egypt we we had uh pots of food and and uh you know boiled onions and you know all kinds of food at least we ate we may have been miserable but we ate and we didn't starve to death over here, we're going to die of thirst. We're going, we don't have any food. Look what you brought us out here. You brought us out to die. Even after all the miracles, everything that God did for them in Egypt, the plagues, the parting of the Red Sea, the fire blocking Pharaoh from coming, coming after them. You know, he, they were taken care of and they were given manna from heaven. They still complained. And then they built the golden calf and betrayed God. And then at the when they didn't they didn't trust God, they could have just asked for water. They could have prayed for water. And they could have given thanks. They never for once gave thanks to God. And so they provoked him. And they wanted for 40 years. Their hearts, you know, because of this, I was provoked. And I said that they have always been of erring heart and they do not know my ways. They didn't develop a relationship. They didn't bother to find out who this God is. They didn't bother to get close to him, to learn from him. If you look at the book of Exodus, they never bothered to learn. Even though he's supposed to be the God of their forefathers, they never bothered to know him, to know who he is, to worship him. Who is he? Help us to know who the Lord is. They never bother to. And, and we're warned here by the, the, the author of Hebrews. You know, take care, brothers, that none of you may have an evil and unfaithful heart so as to forsake the living God. Encourage yourselves daily while it's still today. In other words, today. Start to get to know the God, who God is today. Start to have a relationship with him today so that none of you may grow hardened by the deceit of sin. We have become partners of Christ if only we hold the beginning of the reality firm until the end. This is important. We have to know who God is. We have to develop a relationship with him. We don't develop this relationship. We are lost forever you know we we you know we will commit sin
Okay, so now we'll go to the response psalm. Okay, now we're into this responsorial psalm. And in Psalm 95, you're going to notice the similarity here, the typology. All right, the response is, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Once more, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You notice? Recognize it? Go back to the to the letter of Hebrews. Oh, today, oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at the rebellion in the day of testing in the desert. Okay? The book of Hebrews is quoting from the Subduagent. Okay, so now we're going to go to the actual source of the psalm. Okay, the response is, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Let's begin. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as at Maribah, and as in the days of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Forty years I was wearied of that generation. I said, this people, hearts go astray. They did not know my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Okay, so you see the part here where it's quoted. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Maribah, and as in the day of Massa and the testing. They, because I just mentioned, they were constantly complaining and constantly provoking God, constantly complaining about there's no food, constantly complaining that there was no water. And, the, and, and basically what happened was is that I believe if the story goes Moses took a twig and the water was bitter they couldn't drink the water and it was thrown into the pool where it sweetened the water it made the water healthy that they can drink it but they constantly kept on grumbling and complaining even after all the miracles that God did for them and then they watched as Pharaoh's army were wiped drowned and wiped away. They never had to see Pharaoh over again. They saw the, the soldiers' bodies on the shores. They collected their armor and their weapons. But they never bothered to get to know him. Or to, to, to understand God. Or to basically have a relationship. And put their faith in him. They complained and complained and complained. He gave them quail. They had, they had manna from heaven. Which was a, a prefiguration to the... The Eucharist, and they refused. They were they were basically a picture of the church, and like today we have turned our backs on him. Again, we've done the same thing, not just us but the clergy. They've adopted a very secular humanist Catholicism, devoid of miracles, devoid of faith, devoid of mystery, devoid of the presence of God. What are you going to do? I mean, I want to read this this particular thing, Psalm 95. 
is actually quoted. They, they, they use it in the liturgy of the hours every for the uh, office of reading. I'm going to read you the whole psalm. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massa they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works, forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. You see the words here? This here, this is very interesting. That this particular psalm is is put into the Liturgy of the Hours, which is the official prayer of the clergy in the church. It's the official prayer of the church in general. I mean, you know, we're not compelled, but we can pray it. We can make it part of our lives, like the rosary and, and the rest of the Bible. But you could also add it to your daily Bible reading. Sorry about that. The daily, once more, sorry. The daily Bible readings. And you could use it, use it, to remind yourself, because they this was put here by the Holy Spirit in the, the prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours to remind our clergy. Many of them, some of them have stopped praying the Liturgy of the Hours. So therefore, they're, they've distanced themselves from the Scriptures. They've distanced themselves from the Lord. They know they, they, they if they become college professors and whatever, they just simply throw it aside for some reason I heard a lot of them don't even pray it and they that's why they're very distant from the scriptures they're, they're, they're very distant from the memory this is to remind us that the ancient Jewish synagogue the people were a type picture of the Christian world and look what happened we have abandoned some people don't even believe in the real presence some don't even go to the confession to confess their sins millions are receiving holy communion uh with um in a, in a state of mortal sin and we're you know we're looking to the government the government's become god it's very bad it's a very bad time Much of the scriptures, if you read it, okay, like I said, the book of Hebrews is like an epic typology study, a Bible study, reminding us of all that the church has gone through, that basically of salvation history up to the time of Christ and reminding us that we are the new Israel and we are the new people of God and that we have to keep ourselves holy we have to remember we should basically think of ourselves as the same as the people in scriptures 
and believe that this, those, these events happened to us. Not separate ourselves, but it happened to, uh, to us. We should make it part of our, our, our psychology, everything. We should associate with the scriptures, associate with the time of Christ. Because you know how when the Jews have a Passover and the child asks at the Passover, why are we doing this? Why do we eat unleavened bread? Why do we have bitter herbs? And the father, the eldest person in the house would say, because the night of, you know, the night of our exodus, the Lord visited us with the angel of death. He would answer in the first person. Notice when the priest says the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and said, this is my body. He answers in the person of Christ. We should think of ourselves as, as the people of that event as well. Not that it happened thousands of years ago. There's no reason to think that way. We should think of ourselves, think of the events as today. That the, the, the crucifixion happened today. The resurrection happened today. Not yesterday, not a thousand years, not two thousand years. Today. And that the events of the miracles happened today. Because Christ is always present. It says so. I am with you always. Even unto the end of days. All right. So let's go to the gospel. All right. Alleluia Antiphon. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Alleluia, alleluia. Okay. Um, the, leprosy le the leprosy left him. And he was made clean. The gospel readings from Mark chapter 1 verse 40 to 45. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to him and kneeling down and begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. <clears throat> the gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'll read it one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. A leper came to him and kneeling down, begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything but go, 
show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in, de in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. <clears throat> the gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you notice something in the end, deserted places, Jesus remained outside in deserted places. In the morning, he would get up and before anybody else, he would go out to pray in a lonely place, in a deserted place. So in a sense, <laughs> he, he yeah, I think Jesus got what he wanted because he stayed away from the cities almost for a while and people had to go out looking for him. The apostles searched for him and they found him. So you have to go out and search for him. The, the leper went out and searched for him and he wanted to be clean. And he said, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I will be clean. And of course he told him to follow the prescribed rules of his day. But what's interesting is that the people, just like they went out to John the Baptist, to the Jordan, the people went out looking for our Lord. Even after he told the leper not to say anything to anyone, but he wound up saying something because he couldn't keep it to himself. People probably wondered, hey, what happened? How did you get, how did you get cured? You know, when he told them even though Jesus wanted him to keep quiet about it, he couldn't keep it to himself. Something wonderful happened. And people went out looking for Jesus. They went out to deserted places to find him, to hear him preach to them. And that's like we have to go to church to hear the gospel. You know, to a deserted place to go someplace where there are no distractions of the world. There are no distractions from anybody. There's nothing to distract your mind. You need a time alone. We all need a time alone. We should go to church for adoration. Even if there is no adoration, the tabernacle is there. The real presence is there. We go to a quiet, deserted place. We go to the sanctuary. We go out, just like Moses had to take the people of Israel out into the desert, away from Egypt, away from distractions. All right. But problem is we going there is one thing. Leaving behind all the distractions is another matter. Is a totally different matter, right? Because, you know, but the fact is, maybe you should bring your worries, they say. I mean, there was a deacon on EWTN, and he said that he brought all his troubles. He would bring his concerns and his worries and tell him, tell him what's distracting you. Tell him that you're having temptations. Tell him that you're having problem with, with pornography. Tell him you're having problems with addictions. Tell him you're having relationship problems. Tell him you're having work relation problems. Tell him you have fears of the bills. 
instead of letting the bills keep you from him, letting these temptations and these problems keep you from him, being an obstacle, bring them to him and tell him about it. Tell him these troubles. Don't think that he can't because when you let these things become obstacles between you and him, they become your idols. You become, you develop an idol and you replace him with an idol, with money, with pornography, with addiction, with entertainment, with your job, with your bad relationships, with your fears. Your, our own fears can become our idols. Our own anxieties can become pagan idols that we can't live without them. We become so used to having them that we can't picture ourselves of anything else. <clears throat> the leper came looking for him. He wanted to be cured of this horrible disease that has racked his body, that has consumed his flesh, that has made him of an abhorrent anathema to everybody in his life from his from his faith and every everything and has become his his um his demon his devil in the flesh everything it has consumed his life it has become an idol of uh, of his own of 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 the body it's a self destruction he can't get away from it he wants to get away from it and so the lord reached out and touched him and cleansed him and made him whole and brought him back that he can go worship. He might have been a Levite because the words, the way he spoke, if you can, you can make me clean. He might have been a priest. He knew, he, he understood the cleansing ritual. He understood that the Messiah can cleanse him. And he did. <clears throat> he did. And that's what Jesus did. And Jesus told him to to follow the prescribed rules, which was go and present yourself to the priest that and follow, you know, make the sacrifice according to the law of Moses. And he did. But he also had joy in his heart that the Lord has, has healed him, body and soul, that he began to preach. He began to proclaim the good news. And he did. And then people went out searching for Jesus. They went out just like Peter and the, and the rest of the disciples in the morning. They were looking for him. They were trying to find him. And they said, we're all looking for you. And he, then he said they found him in a lonely place where he was praying. Remember I said we have to imitate him. We have to give time for prayer. And usually they say the best time is in the morning because before all the distractions come along. And what happened, they, um, the, the leper went out to search for him. And then afterward, the leper told every, uh, the former leper told everybody, other people went out and searched for Jesus in the wilderness. Wilderness meaning to go out and abandon the problems, to just go out to a place where there's no distractions. And that's what we have to do. We have too many distractions in our day. We have cable television. We have our cell phone. We have our job. We have the news. We have the current crisis and the events in our country that get in the way in our relationship with God. 
The Israelites, when they left Egypt, they could not leave the behind their misery. They got used to their misery, just like people get used to their sins and their obstacles. The Israelites got used to their miseries. They could not leave behind what they were so familiar with. That's why people often can't leave behind bad memories, traumas, because they become your own personal idol. You have to leave behind these things. You have to work on them with prayer. We all do. It's easier said than done. I know because I know people in my life who can't do it, who have a hard time doing it. You have to have a good relationship with God. All of us have to, every single one of us. And that means we have to slowly chip away and get rid of these idols. You have a problem looking at porn? Start get, start, start figuring out a way to get, get rid of it. You have a problem with sexual sins? Start dealing with it. Start praying about it. Realize this. Your idols do not love you. Pornography does not love you. The girl that you're looking at, the, the sexual object you're looking at, could care less about you or what's going to happen to you. You, you, have, you have a poster, you have a magazine that you admire, that you worship. That person doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't want to know you. All right? Your pagan idol doesn't love you. You have an obsession with all these superheroes and everything. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I love collecting comics. I used to. I don't collect them anymore because, first of all, it's not, it's not something I'm interested in anymore, which I'm thankful for. But if you go to a comic book store, you see that they have statues, figurines of the superheroes expensive some of them 400 some of them even higher i mean there was a figurine of a wonder woman and she actually had 14 karat gold embedded in the shield the boots and the tiara in parts of her outfit actual 14 karat gold which made the statue somewhere in in a hunt, uh, in a thousand dollars, past even you know right into a thousand dollars. Who would spend that kind of money? And you realize something, all right? Because if you go to a museum, you'll see figurines of little idol gods, and you realize these are the new gods we worship that people worship in secular society. A Superman, a Batman, a Spider-Man, a Captain America, a Green Lantern. All these figures from the comic books, mythologies that are not even real. And people would spend that kind of money in these things. So we are living in a modern day pagan society. We just don't realize it. Whether it's pornography figures, whether, whether it's celebrities that sing to you, or actors, or politicians... Or, you know, video games or athletes of any kind, you 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 gotta realize we're living in a pagan society already. And these things, you worship them with paying money. 
you throw money away in these things because it's your sacrifice. You're offering your sacrificial offerings to these things. And that's how you do it. This, these are your burnt offerings. So I'm telling you, um, you know, this is, this is, it's very real. You can take the scriptures and you just have to apply them to what's going on in your life today. It's real. It's real. All right. I'm going to end it here. I'm going to say in our father and I'll get back to you again. Uh, God willing, soon, please pray for me. And you can go to the Informed Catholic on Facebook, and I'll leave um, some articles that you could read that I uh, that I use for the uh, the, the podcast. Um, you know, these things are helpful. So, if you can uh, go go there, and soon I'll try to set up a Patreon page where you guys maybe. I mean, if it's possible, I'm not. You know, honestly. Uh, don't do it if you can't, because, you know, the the times that we're living in is pretty tough. So, but if those of you can, um, I'll see, but I, I'm not going to set it up yet. I'll work on it. I have to really think about it because, um, you know, I know it's tough right now. It really is for everybody. And, um, you know, but if you can go to my Facebook page, the informed Catholic, and you can read these articles. All right. So, all right, God bless, and um, I'll see you guys soon. So let's say a prayer. Let's end it with an Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless everyone, and uh, keep praying your rosary, and pray for me. All right? Remember me in your prayers. All right? And um, don't despair. Okay? Don't despair. So read your scriptures, pray the rosary, you know, l listen to holy things, um, <clears throat> things that I can, that can also keep reminding you of God, keep reminding you of, of being holy. All right? So don't give up. The Christian life is always a battle. God bless and be well.